see, okay. Good Sunday morning, church. <laughs> it came upon a midnight clear. Love came down at Christmas.
Would you remain standing for the lighting of the Advent candles, please? When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and mirth. You may be seated. United Methodist Women tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Is that here at the church, Bonnie? It will be up here. Bible study Tuesday morning this week. Church council is uh, Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Food truck is this week. Also, we need food truck helpers. Choir practice Thursday at 6 o'clock. Friday, you are invited to your parsonage house for an open house, so you can see what little Bronner's looks like. <laughs> and then next Saturday is uh, the, last pray, the last play practice before the Christmas play on next Sunday. Still collecting stuffed animals for uh, the hospital. That's all the announcements I have. Any announcements from you good folks this morning? Great. Are there any young disciples? Is Pamela here? It's the new glasses, Pam. <laughs> That's okay, maybe I've lost one. <laughs> Good morning. Okay, so I have a gift for you. Don't open it yet. And I have a gift for you. Is this the season we get a lot of gifts, huh? Lots of gifts. So... Go ahead, open your gift. It's just a box, honey. Just open yours. What's in there? Huh? Nothing. Okay, what's in yours? What's in yours? A soy. There's nothing in there, is there? That's kind of disappointing, isn't it? 
when you get nothing for, for a gift. Why would somebody do that? Huh? You know what? God wants you to know that sometimes you'll be disappointed in life. Things won't always go your way. But he wants you to remember he's the ultimate gift. You know, he's the one that we all should look to at Christmas time. Not a box with some little gadget in it, but, a, but he's the gift. And he wants us to know that. He wants us to always carry a, him in our heart so we know what we're going to do next. Okay? All right. Father God, we come to you. We thank you that you gave your one and only son. We thank you that that is our ultimate gift and that we should be more than pleased. Even if we got absolutely nothing for Christmas, we have your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He was in a fight with a table saw the other night, and the table saw won, and he lost these three. Uh, but he has a great sense of humor. He says he has this hand to wave to you with. Tony. And then remember those in uh, Kentucky and those states where these crazy, crazy tornadoes came through and so much destruction and so much loss of life. I was watching the CNN news and there was a woman buried under the rubble that uh, was communicating with her cell phone to people and you could hear others under this rubble and it was just horrific. I can't even imagine. And to put it in perspective, they say that the tornado, the one that came through Kentucky, was on the ground for 200 miles. Uh, that is from here to Frankfurt, Michigan. Uh, and that's just hard to comprehend. Praise God for uh, the American Red Cross and UMCOR that are there uh, assisting with people. And they're bringing in uh, the National Guard to uh, help. And it seemed like in Brown City this morning, the biggest problem was that the internet's out for some. 
and they're, they're carrying on like they've lost their mind because their internet's not working. And uh, we're seeing glimpses of these communities where it's wiped out. I'm sorry. I want, I want whatever that little guy's got going on this morning. Who do we need to pray for? Or share a blessing that you have in your life this morning? You all are miserable, I see. Hey, Joe, how are you, brother? Good to see you, brother. Good, too. Um, I'd ask you to pray for my triplet brother, Jim. Um, uh, he had a bad accident. He's got... Uh, He's in the hospital in West Virginia. He has uh, got bleeding on the brain. Um, yeah, he's uh, not doing so good. That's what I've been dealing with the last couple of weeks. So I ask you to pray for him. Thank you. We have a joy. Our granddaughter, Alexis, be came and RN yesterday after she passes her boards, <laughs> but uh, that's a joy. And I know that uh, the Pura family in Marquette also have a joy that a granddaughter was uh, got pinned yesterday. So that's, that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> that's a wonderful thing. My joy this morning is Rick gets to go back to work tomorrow for, <laughs> for two days. Two days for two weeks, and then the third week they'll see how he's doing. Um, whoever thought a sinus infection would lead to this, but he has to be very careful. They have done nothing with that hole in his head. They are hoping it heals as progress goes on. He took his last antibiotic Wednesday night, and um, he's kind of glad that his wife is kind of concerned. And... Um, my concerns were, as you said, Gary Willer, he is in, oh, Gary Chandler is in ICU with congestive heart failure, um, fluid around the heart and the lungs. Um, I talked to his daughter last night, and um, he was quite a bit better. And my third thing is, uh, my Dan has to have surgery next week. Uh, the stent he had put in his vein for his leg uh, has collapsed, and they have to put another one in. So, prayers, thank you. Yeah, I have a joy. My granddaughter, Trisha was married in Jamaica last night, so it but uh, we're, we would like safe traveling for everybody coming back from Jamaica to Brown City and wherever. So it was a, it was a great, great night. So we got to see part of it on, you know, TV there. Ken was working with that. So safe travels for all of them. I got a joy. Uh, my daughter Heather has uh, returned from England to Hawaii, safe and safe and sound over there, and having a good time back where it's warm and sunny. And uh, my grandkids were awesome. 
Also another joy, my brother Lionel from Florida has moved back to Michigan and he's been an alcoholic for years, but he's been dry for the last couple of weeks. So I praise for him. And uh, well, I just think thanks so much for everything, for the prayers for my family and friends. Anyone else? Let's join our hearts. I don't know if uh, Pam is listening or if Elizabeth is listening, but happy birthday uh, to you ladies. And Mike, don't forget tomorrow Sally's birthday. Lord, we... Lord, I realize how thankful I am this morning and how blessed I am. We just experienced a little bit of high wind yesterday. But there's places in this great nation where communities have been totally destroyed. And they're searching for loved ones. Lord, sometimes it's hard to find proper words. We thank you for the first responders. And we pray for families that they're able to find their loved ones. We lift up Gary Chandler to you this morning, Father. We lift up Tony. We lift up Jim. We lift up Alex. We lift up Rick. We lift up Dan. We ask for traveling mercies. We lift up Cousin Greg. We lift up Bruce. We lift up those who are recovering and those who are dealing with COVID. We lift up unspoken requests to you this morning. Lift up Judy. I lift up Ethan. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you do hear our prayers. We lift up a little Grady to you this day. And Amanda. Father, I'm sure there's others. 
but you know all things. Thank you for the privilege to be comfortable in your sanctuary this morning. Hear us as we pray the prayer that you taught your first disciples, Father, as we pray our Father. Eldon, I haven't forgot your Cindy. How's your Cindy doing, Eldon? She's getting better. She's, get, she's getting better? Okay, great. Good morning, Cindy. We're praying for you, sister. Hope you're back in the sanctuary soon. Ushers, if you would gather, please. It is noisy offering Sunday if you have change to put in the kettle. Father, we thank you for the way that you have blessed us, that our cup is always overflowing with your goodness and your mercy. 
Father, we gather tithes, we bring gifts, and we bring offerings, and we put them at the foot of the cross. Father, we ask that you touch them and bless them and multiply them as you allow us to continue to be your church. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Choir, it's your turn. dismissed if you're going to junior church. If someone has their phone on them and is able to take a picture, would you take a picture of Ed Smith and Bo for me? That's almost a miracle.
You ever try to figure out people? <laughs> That's a pretty good one, isn't it, Carla? Things to do. I don't like to go shopping, but I like to go to the mall, and I like to sit there and watch people. I love to go to a restaurant and sit there and watch people. <laughs> well, Mary Lou, just so you know, <laughs> if you don't get it all over your face, you must not be enjoying your dinner. <laughs> no. It, it, it's amazing how so many people depend on this. We were in a restaurant not long ago, and there was a young couple sitting across from each other having their meal. And they both had this out. And they were doing this and nobody was speaking to each other. I got up and I went over and just sat right down next to the young man. And I, and I said to him, if I was sitting here with a beautiful girl like you are, I certainly wouldn't be on my phone. And he says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Great. He totally missed my point. <laughs> Have at it. Some probably do that, Eldon. See, I, I think the, the, the thing that we need to do, things to do, is to go back to the time when we sat down with each other and we looked each other in the eye and we had conversation with each other. In, in the beginning when uh, Facebook Live Church started, I thought that it was a good idea. I'm not convinced that it's a good idea anymore. Uh, it's gotten too easy for folks. And, and I'm not just speaking to the folks that come here. Uh, I've got a lot of colleagues and I, I check out their church services during the week and. Uh, there's a lot of folks that have opted to stay home and watch church. When the pandemic first started, we put a mailbox outside that was very much of a blessing for the church uh, because the building was closed for a while. You could stop by and put your tithe or your love offering in the mailbox and it got credited. Well, I think the longer people stay home, the easier it is to forget that part of the church is the collection on Sunday morning. You have to pay the staff, you have to pay the bills, you got to pay your light bill, all those good things. So I'm not convinced that it's a good idea anymore. We've gotten used to uh, Zoom meetings. Those of you who do Zoom meetings I prefer not to do them myself. I, I really don't like to do them. 
But it, it seems like that's going to be a thing of the future. Philippians 3. But whatever were gains to me now, I consider a loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead, not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards a goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Heavenward in Christ Jesus. See, we get wrapped up in doing things. And I think they become more important than the goal, and that's to keep our eye on the prize of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1 and 21. I wonder this morning if you are living for Christ or if you're living for your own material gain. I had the privilege one time in a church that I was serving to watch an usher take money out of the collection plate and put it in his pocket. Now there's a thought for you. I had mentioned it to some folks in the church and they thought that maybe I wasn't seeing what I thought I saw. And I saw it again and I called the man on it. Well, you don't understand the trouble that I have. His son is in the penitentiary for being involved in a murder and his son has a jailhouse lawyer inside the penitentiary and the son just believes if I give this other inmate money he's going to free me and mom and dad believe that also and desperate people do desperate things but when he got called on it it turned out that I was the bad guy and I thought, isn't this interesting? But he was doing it right here in the congregation, not in this one, in another one, and trying to justify it in his mind because of the desperation that he was in. And I thought, you're living for yourself. You, I, I understand. You know, I've been incarcerated myself for a short time. I understand that we don't want to be in that setting. We don't want our loved ones to be in that setting. 
I want to live for Christ. Your response to uh, the Christmas family from the school was amazing. Your response to uh, the local Christmas family uh, was amazing. I had the privilege to deliver uh, an envelope of money to the woman. What's today? Sunday, Saturday, Friday. She fell on her knees and sobbed that somebody, somebody here who don't know her or her situation or her family would care enough to help, to care enough to help. I sort of had to help her up off of the floor. She was overwhelmed. What I saw through you were the hands and the feet of Jesus at work that you reached out in love, things that you needed to do uh, if God laid it on your heart. The gospel, everything in here is for our well-being. I've watched a lot of news the last couple days. I even tried to square up Brown City because in one community, 100 people were killed. And I was trying to square up my neighborhood to see how much of my neighborhood would be destroyed to lose 100 people. And it was overwhelming to my heart. I found myself uh, wiping tears out of my eyes because it would be some of my friends and my neighbors that wouldn't be with us anymore. And then I have to come over here because I don't understand the outrage when uh, my internet goes off. And how it's like my whole world is being destroyed when other people's whole world have just recently been destroyed. Things to do is to make sure we're there for each other through the good times and the bad times. Those who claim to be followers of Christ, that our light needs to shine all the time. You have to be in God's word. I'll speak for myself because I can't tell you folks what to do. I encourage you to be in God's word because I know that when uh, things are hard and things are rough, that God's word will uplift us. People will disappoint you. God and his word will not disappoint you. I want to give my best you know, I had shared last Sunday that uh, when Rob went into the bank, that uh, someone in the bank knew who I was. I, I want people to know who I am. I want them to think, well, he was really different. Because I am really different. I will stop what I'm doing 
to help anybody. Because that's what Christ requires of us. We are our brother and sister's keeper. I want to live for Christ. And it's, it's a daily struggle. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't because every day the devil tries to rob you of your joy. Every day the devil is trying to break up the household. Every day God is good. And we need to, re we need to focus on that. The goodness of God and the blessings that he gives to us. In Philippians 2, 1 and 2. Love the Lord Jesus Christ. If you put Christ first, you can't go wrong. It doesn't mean you're not going to have problems and situations, because you are. But he gives you hope. Do you love the Lord? Only you can answer that question. I've shared before that this, this was not my idea. I didn't want to be pastor in any church. But that's what God's plan for me was. And he's blessed us. He's blessed Karen and I over our ministry. Philippians 3, 7 and 9, lean on Christ for his strength. Before my open heart surgery and before my uh, nine other heart surgeries, I used to be pretty strong physically, where I could pick up a, a 350 engine block off the ground and set it on the tailgate of a pickup truck. And I've, I've lost that strength, that physical strength. And for a while, I really struggled with that. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I may not have that physical strength that I once had, but my spiritual strength is stronger than it's ever been. This is the best that I've ever had in my life. And I praise God for that. He is sufficient. My grace is sufficient for thee. His grace is sufficient for me. I saw a video of Cousin Greg and his grace is sufficient for Greg. It's going on almost four months that he's been in intensive care with this crazy COVID crap. But each day we have hope that he gets better. And we're seeing progress. And when all else fails, Read the instructions. Because every thing we need is found in God's word. Philippians 3 and 10. The likeness of Christ. I see the likeness of Christ when I look behind Kim Evans and I look at this uh, rough guy on the outside who's got that little baby in his hand. That, that baby, I don't, I don't think he's made a peep. And I don't know if it's because Bo is scared 
or if he's just that comfortable. And I'm, I'm believing that it's that he is that comfortable. Because there, this, this, is, this is a tough guy right here, okay? This is a tough guy. But he's got a heart like Christ. The likeness of Christ. That's what the world outside these doors need to see in all of you. They don't need to see uh, some lunatic barking at them. They need to see people love them and accept them and treat them with dignity no matter what their status in life is. To include everybody. I watched a man, and I won't know, I won't mention his name. Joe knows who he is. I watched a man ride his lawnmower to the food truck last month. And I think it was like 21 degrees out. Was it colder than that? It was windy. And it snowed a little bit. I saw a man ride his lawnmower and serve people in the community. And you know what I believe they saw? The image of Christ. Because we're either lunatics for being out there. Huh? There's times it's pretty crazy weather, right? Or we're the best image of Christ that we can be. And that's what I'm claiming. That we're the best image of Christ that we can be. Philippians 3, 13 and 14. How loyal are you to your church? <laughs> loyal to his word? Loyal to the work? Yeah, I, I was worried about two things this morning. The angel on the tree was right at light. And I remember what Carla said last Sunday when all oh, that little skinny purple candle's gone. <laughs> now there are bigger purple candles. But you know what's so ironic? The pink candle is skinny, but it's barely burnt down. That skinny purple one last week almost caught the reef on fire. Now, why is that? I'm assuming it's because, Jeff, you did this. You and your beautiful bride, Dee, did that this morning. She lit the pink one. Ain't no weapon formed against her is going to prosper. I want to look like Christ. Sometimes that's pretty rough. Remember when the pandemic was really on and uh, the beard was about here? Hair was a little bit shaggy. And uh, Where's Joanne at? Joanne, I think you're the only one that told me, Pastor, you really need to go to the barber shop. <laughs> and I did. I found a barber in Interlochen, Michigan. 
and he thought I was a barbarian. You know, go in there, you have to make an appointment to get in there. You go in there, and he's carrying on like people carry on. And, uh, he said, what do you do for a living anyways? I says, well, I'm pastor in the United Methodist Church, and I'm doing a friend's, wet, or a friend's funeral tomorrow in the river. And he turned like nine shades of color. Because all of a sudden, his language changed. His demeanor changed. And when, before he was done, he said, you taught me a good lesson. Never judge the book by the cover. We can be rough looking and still be a reflection of Christ. Because Christ comes from the heart, not from this. Philippians 4 and 5. He's going to return one day. He says he is. I believe what he says. Are you ready for his return? If he were to call you today, well, let me put it in a term that I might be able to comprehend. We're comfortable in here right now. 90 mile an hour wind comes through Brown City and this building collapses on us right now. And I'm not making light of what happened. I'm asking you if you're ready to meet Jesus. Because I know that some of those, there was a candle factory where uh, 50 people lost their lives because the building came down on them. And that's where the lady was that was on her phone trying to get someone to dig her out. Are you ready? We, we know not when he calls us. It has to be well with your soul as we speak this morning. Then Philippians 4 teaches us how to learn how to be a good servant. Everybody in this place has a purpose. Everyone sitting here this morning, God has a plan for you. And you have a place in this church from the youngest. I think Mr. Bo is the youngest this morning. You know how God's going to utilize Bo? He's going to be baby Jesus. It was a toss-up between him and Eldon, but uh, <laughs> they picked baby Jesus. Ken doesn't have time to make a new manger. Just, just loving on you, church. <laughs> I don't know how I get myself into this stuff sometimes. It just, it's always going around and around and around. That's good to know. You know, my nephew... We sort of look like each other, which is sort of an amazing thing. His daddy jumped off the Blue Water Bridge and committed suicide a long time ago. I've tried to keep in contact with my nephew. 
And we've done a pretty good job of that. He's actually one of my only relatives that will speak to me. And, and I'm good with that. It takes a while to get that in your head that, you know, you're the black sheep, you're the outcast, and that's cool. Because Christ loves me just how I am. And there's days when I'm not real lovable, but he loves me anyways. Therefore, me and my house, we're going to continue to serve the Lord through the good times and through the hard times because our God is still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What are we playing? Oh, you're not there. <laughs> Sorry. What do we say? 240, church. Father, we just thank you for the privilege we had to be in your house this morning. We thank you for the spoken word that is sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you for the way you love us unconditionally 
just how we are. Help us to change, Father, that our image would be more like Christ. God bless you, church. May God bless America. Amen. Amen.